Hey there, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of That's How We Roll, a podcast where I talk with motivating and inspiring women who are professionals, entrepreneurs, organization leaders, artists, and so much more. In this episode, I'm speaking with Rachel Winchester, Win for short. Wynn is an entrepreneur, product designer, public speaker, and creative. She is the founder of Focus Assistance, a Brooklyn-based startup, and Visual Webmaster, a company she created to pursue her dreams of creating and developing websites and collaborating with other entrepreneurs and creatives. She is a leader in the WordPress community. WordPress is the leader in open source software, and you can create beautiful websites, landing pages, and so much more. Wynn is the host of Philly WordPress, a meetup in Philadelphia, as well as the WWW Work With Win live stream on LinkedIn every week. So let's talk to Wynn and dig deeper into her goals and insights of her business and her business journey. Hi, Wynn. Welcome to That's How We Roll. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Let's talk about WordPress. So you've been involved with WordPress for quite a while now, and that's how I got to know you. And you really have made a name for yourself. How did you get started with WordPress and and how did you get started in the tech world? Well, I guess I guess there was the same the kind of the same event for me. So um, my last year of college, I, I was studying art history and I just had an idea for an arts website. So after graduating, I took some of my um, graduation money to pay for a hosting service um, and I built that website. So I built that, that website the summer after I graduated. So that's how I got started with WordPress. I, I asked a friend who studied computer science and a little knew a lot more about the internet than I did, um, you know, what tool I should use to build a website. And he recommended that I use WordPress. So because he suggested that to me, uh, I am where I am today. (laughs) So every website that I've built since then has been made uh, with WordPress. I dabbled in Squarespace for a minute. (laughs) Then I went back to WordPress. Um, But right around, I graduated, uh, so I made that first website in 2017. I uh, decided to take that, you know, web design hobby and turn it into my career. So I I took a web design boot camp and I started a digital marketing internship. And then I really just kind of started to shift over into the WordPress world. Um, And that's how I started getting involved with the Philly WordPress meetup because um, they were meeting monthly uh, and having really informational events um, and a lot of great networking. So that's how all that how all that started for me. Well, that sounds similar to my journey. I had to create a website, and at the time, I had gotten my first MacBook Pro, and they had iWeb on it. And so I had that Mac and I used it. And then after a while, they stopped supporting it. So I started saying, okay, what can I do so that I can continue to create my own website? Because, you know, I'm a starving artist. I, I couldn't afford to have anybody create my website for me. And I started to look into WordPress. I built my first website from a YouTube tutorial. And then I found a meetup. And because I'm here in, in the New York City area, I just started going to those meetups. 
Mm-hmm. Now I've built three websites, so <laughs> not as advanced as yours, I'm sure. So you took that, and now you are in New York. You're in Montclair. You go to a lot of different meetups that have to do with WordPress, and people really listen to you and look up to you and, and ask you all kinds of questions. You've been involved with it for quite a while. Thank you. These are such great compliments, first of all. <laughs> I should say that. <laughs> it is a great community to be in, but there are not a lot of minorities in positions um, like yours mm-hmm. that have a voice in in this space. And, you know, you're smart and you really know your stuff. So do you feel like, do you feel that you have a voice and that your voice is heard here at this time? And do you feel any pushback or have you felt pushback? And I'm just asking these questions. Mm-hmm. And do you see a change coming? And mm-hmm. is there a shift? And if there is a shift, yeah. do you feel it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely understand, I guess, the the series of questions. I, I think um, a lot about my perspective on the tech industry and has really been impacted, I guess, first of all, by WordPress and the WordPress community, but also just where I am geographically. So um, I started going to WordPress meetups in Philadelphia, Center City, Philadelphia, where it's a diverse tech community to begin with. It's a, it's a very large student Student population, I think Philly is the second largest uh, college town after Boston. So I like the, the events I went to for WordPress, there, there were still a lot of, you know, white, white men, straight white men, but it was still pretty diverse. It, it wasn't like overwhelming in that way. Um, I still felt comfortable in the room and I felt still felt welcome. I didn't see a lot of other people who looked like me nonetheless, but I didn't f- feel like I wasn't welcome. Uh, but that is because I was in Philly. Um, I also, you know, I participate in the New York WordPress community. I think the same summer that I started going to meetups was the New York City Word WordCamp. I think WordCamp New York 2019, and that was a big event. So I volunteered for that, and I got really involved. Um, and New York is another diverse area. Sure, it was a tech event, and it was still majority white men, but it was diverse nonetheless. So I I felt welcome. You know, I signed up to volunteer and they let me (laughs) and I was barely involved. So yeah, there were people like us in the room. I felt welcome. But again, I was in New York. I'm in Philly where, where it is kind of diverse anyway. It wasn't until that, like, you know, COVID came around and a lot more virtual events were happening that I started to see a little bit more of the international community. And then I also started to see, you know, different activity here and there about like, let's make our community more diverse. There's been problems because we're not diverse enough. You know, I've seen uh, more events for LGBTQ WordPressers. I've seen more events for accessibility. I've seen, you know, Black Press is a thing now. Uh, The all, the women led team, Two years ago, I believe the new version of WordPress, the whole leadership team was women. So so there's because of all those things happening, uh, especially like, you know, in the past couple of years when a lot of people have just been online leading remote lives. It shows, you know, to me that like these things are happening for a reason. People are creating these solutions because there was a problem. 
so I'm I'm happy to, uh, I guess you know, try to get to. I think your second or third question was like, like, do I feel like uh, my voice is being heard or, or that people are listening to yes. me? I, I feel like I, I feel like people are listening to me, and I do feel like people like like you, and also people like Michelle Frechette and people like Ali Nimbins and Ebony Butler and people who look like us, who are constantly advocating for people like us, make people like us comfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, if, if something, if anything, I'd like to thank you for that partially. I love that you have this podcast to highlight, you know, especially women who are doing amazing work. And recently, like just last month, I've started a live stream. It's called the Work With Lit Win live stream. And, and one of the main reasons I started it is because I want people to see that people who look like me do this kind of work. Uh, so it's, it's a lot about representation matters. So, so I, I think my, my, my um, live stream, you know, really differs from your podcast in that like mine is, is all about the visual. It really is about, you know, turning the video on and making sure that people see my face. Yes, people just don't know who's in what position. And I do like the fact that you are, uh, and I want to highlight you, and I want to highlight the minorities that you just named that are in these spaces. And, you know, the good thing about it, we can create these little niches within a larger picture just to make sure that we are heard. I mean, WordPress is huge, and they have events and word camps all across the world, around the country. And I'm glad to know that at least you could be invited to the table if you're not already at the table, because that, that makes a big difference. So you, you brought up, because that was a, a good segue for uh, your, the WWW. And what are some of the things that you're gaining by having this live stream? Well, I'm learning a whole lot more about video and video marketing. I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of finance. So like all of last year, I would hear people on CNBC just talk about like, oh, video marketing this, video marketing that. And like, oh, this company just bought, bought a bunch of ads on this platform and more TikTok buy. Like, oh my gosh, it's just like every, it just sounded, it just felt like, felt like I was being pressured to get into video marketing, but also that like, it really is the next thing. It's a new thing. It's effective. So I, I, I am a public speaker already. I like giving presentations. I've given a few webinars. Let me just make video part of my routine and start doing it in a way that really like advertises what I do and the services I offer. Help connect me with people who want to hire me or people who want to work with me and, you know, just build an audience so that I can do what I want to do with my business. It's uh, social media is important. I think we've come to realize that social media is important for online businesses. So the more um, the better connections I have and the more connections I have on platforms, you know, specifically LinkedIn, um, Facebook and TikTok. I'm definitely pulling away from Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of businesses are. But yeah, TikTok also seems like a lot of work. But but again, like I don't really want to fear 
video marketing if all the data shows how effective it is. So if I really want to keep getting work, getting growing my business and, and having work that I want to do, nice quality work, then I feel like I need to market myself better. Excellent. Tell us about Focus Assistance. Uh, that's one of your businesses and, and Visual Webmaster. So you have two companies that you've created and they have different purposes. So tell, start with Focus Assistance and, and tell me about that. So Focus Assistance is the most recent company I've created and I've created that with my best friend, business partner. Uh, a mentor of mine has always said like, you know, it's a good idea to go into business with your best friend because if you want to love your business, you want to love the people you're working with. So this felt like a good idea. So my friend and I, we went to college together and we have a lot of the same habits. We're, we're both really, really bad procrastinators. <laughs> um, so, you know, go, going through college together, you know, going through post-college years together, we've learned to lean on each other and help each other out. So like, let's say, you know, he's writing his poem, his epic poem, and we're on a video call. Next thing I know, I'm like helping him finish a chapter uh, before the end of our call or vice versa. Like I'm trying to write an email and he'll help me finish the email before we finish our call. Uh, so we've become each other's focus assistants. We're helping each other virtually focus on our own work. So what we've done is just turn that into a product. So intro the, the focus assistance. <laughs> um, it is a virtual productivity service for procrastinators. Our clients, they book virtual work sessions with our focus assistants. Uh, and in these sessions, you get on a video call and you keep your microphone and your camera on. And then you also share your screen and start working. So your focus assistant monitors you to make sure that you're productive, that you're still going through your work in a timely manner, that you're not lingering in one page and wasting time. And they can also act as like a, a little cheerleader to cheer you on, but also like a mini project manager to help you, you know, structure your focus, your, your work session, make sure you're completing your work and, and just keep everything uh, a whole uh, like stress-free. But really the, what we're trying to sell are memberships, not just individual sessions. So with the membership, you can outsource your accountability for an entire project to another person and finish a project with someone else. So you feel, you don't feel alone, you're a lot less stressed and you're just happier doing your work. That's a great concept. I was thinking accountability partner, great concept. Thanks. <laughs> Are you a procrastinator? Uh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I think most people are in some ways. Yes. I think that a lot of us, I admire people that say, hey, I have to focus. I, I can never work from home. I would have to get my stuff and go sit in a library because if I'm at home, I will find everything else to do. So I love the concept of yeah. focus assistance. Remote work is, is really what drove all of this because, you know, it, it, the idea definitely came together towards the end of COVID when a lot of people were just, you know, transitioning to remote work or, or just dealing with the, the anxiety of it. So the name Visual Webmaster was actually the very first domain name that I had for my own website. 
so this was like still right after I graduated college. I was not intending on freelancing. I was not intending on being a web designer. I just wanted my own website to have my stuff and to just play around with WordPress. I had a full-time job at an art museum, kind of just, you know, on my merry way in that direction. <laughs> so I liked the I liked the domain name because webmaster was kind of an old term. Like no one was using the word webmaster anymore. Webmaster means kind of like a website admin, just like the general manager of the website. But but the term was kind of dying down. And I like that. I, I think I thought it was retro. I thought it was kind of vintage. <laughs> <laughs> and then again, being like, you know, working at an art museum and being this art history person, I just put the word visual in front of it. And I'm like, oh, I'm a visual retro website designer. That's where the name came from. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but since then, um, those the same kind of themes have like continued as I've de decided to, you know, start freelancing and become an independent designer. And now, like last year, I've actually incorporated Visual Webmaster LLC and it has a much clearer direction, not a completely clear direction, but a much more clear <laughs> direction. Do you need a focus assistant for that? <laughs> yeah, I think I might need a little bit more focus assisting with that. But it's Visual Webmaster. It's web design and presentations as well. So as a public speaker, I get in, into presentation design. So it's really all about creative and convincing communication. That's, that's my new tagline, creative and convincing communication. So you can come to Visual Webmaster for... Web design, presentations, mock-ups, prototypes, concept art, whatever you need to visualize your product or service. That's an excellent business motto. I love it. Thank you. You mentioned you, uh, your mentor. You have a mentor. And, you know, my focus is on role models and mentors on this podcast. So how important is it to you to mentor other female entrepreneurs on their journey? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, first of all, I feel like I need to pay it forward. I feel like so many people, again, like yourself, but also people like my mom and people like Michelle Frechette, or like I'm even thinking about my, my boss for my work study back in college and some professors I had. Just, you know, strong, independent woman who encouraged me to do the same thing. So in some ways, I feel like I need to, you know, pay it forward uh, in, do what I can to, to encourage people to follow in the same tradition. But one significant way that I, I, you know, routinely try to help the next generation is by working with interns. So my alma mater, Swarthmore College, they have this opportunity for alumni to work with current students on projects during their breaks. So, you know, Swarthmore being a, a liberal arts college, you don't, you can't really learn web design there. There's no entrepreneurship class, you know, everyone's studying the classics. So when I, when I post a project, you know, come design this thing with me and, and someone, a student, you know, wants to do it. I'm like excited. I mean, it's like someone is, you know, coming from this liberal arts background and is getting interested in like either whatever it is about me that they're interested in learning from, whether it's entrepreneurship or web design or um, public speaking. Um, so, so I've always really enjoyed working with uh, students, especially interns. And I've, I think I've worked with eight interns total 
and six of them have been women. So I, I definitely try to encourage more women to apply for my projects. Not exclusively though, but I try to keep it open. That's definitely one way that I've, that I've enjoyed helping out. Yes, you've created a, a great forum for women in tech and women creators and, and web development. I think that a lot of us can appreciate that because I know that women entrepreneurs, if they want someone to create a website or create decks or something, presentations, they that they do want women. If they know women or can find a woman to do it because they want to support other women uh, creatives and other women in business. So, you know, I think that's great. And that's one of the things that, that you had in your bio that you want to work with other entrepreneurs and people that are in business and, and other creatives and technologists and then create a space for them and you can work with them and then you can teach other people like, you know, like the interns. I think that that's a great strategy. Do you have any words of wisdom for people seeking just finding a niche and being great at that? I would say, you know, just just do what you love. Find, find what you love and, and do what you love. And if you don't know what you love, just keep exploring until something feels right. I think, you know, I, I studied art history in college and, you know, I did love making websites while I was working at an art museum. But I, I really, really wanted to make a switch. I wanted my career to be with the internet. I didn't really want my career to be as a curator or trying to work at an art museum like that. But at the same time, I never really let my interest in fine art and the visual arts die. Instead, I've always kind of kept it as, you know, still a primary passion of mine. And and I think because of that, I've 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 found um, internet art. I've started creating internet art. I've done a bunch of research into internet art, and it has really helped helped my development as a web designer. I felt I feel like it's make made me kind of. I found my niche in that way. Uh, not a lot of people know what it is, or not a lot of people are doing it. So it's not something that makes me unique, but it also just it's something that um, provides more opportunities for me. And I feel like I never would have found that. If I tried to, you know, make a complete break from what I was doing, what I was, what I do, did love and what I studied, I, I sometimes, you know, when I would take a break from my web design boot camp and go to the art museum, I felt like I was wasting time. I felt like I should have been doing homework or should have been posting projects on Upwork or something like that. But I really feel like, you know, both interests of mine are feeding each other and it's and I feel like it's been helping out my business in in the long run so I think I think that's my advice I'd give to other people just keep doing what you're passionate about you can have a lot of interests that's fine uh just do what you love those are great and wise words so give us details on how we can find you on social media and tune in to the www <laughs> yes. So my main social account is LinkedIn. That's what I use the most. Winchester Achel. So that's Winchester, my last name, first name, but only one R. <laughs> or you, you can just search Visual Webmaster LLC and you'll find my company there too. I also, I stream to, to LinkedIn and I stream to Facebook. So Facebook it is also uh, Visual Webmaster LLC. Excellent.
Make sure you like, subscribe, and share this podcast. That's how we roll. I'd love it if you'd leave a review on Apple and Spotify and follow me on social media and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you find Rachel Winchester on social media, on LinkedIn, and tune in to see what she's all about and what she's doing. So I thank you so much, Rachel, for taking the time out to sit with me and just chat about your business and what you have going on. I appreciate you coming by. Yeah, thanks for having me. And thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen, checking out the podcast. Thank you for inviting me into your space. And until next time, I hope you will continue to thrive, grow, and be kind to yourselves and be kind to others.